Welcome to Interesting Times. My name is Joe Streckert. When I was a kid in the 1980s, one of the weirdest cartoons that I got into was a joint production of Japan and France. It was this historical sci-fi anime type thing called Mysterious Cities of Gold. In that show, the main characters travel to New Spain and, this is where the science fiction comes in, discover the remnants of an ancient high-tech civilization known as the Olmecs. The Olmecs in this cartoon were these mysterious techno-wizards who had airplanes that looked like giant golden birds, huge science temples, and lots of lasers. Because, of course, if you are a techno-wizard civilization, you would have lasers. Now, imagine how much my mind was blown when later on in school, I learned that the Olmecs were, in fact, a real, actual civilization from ancient Mesoamerica. In reality, the Olmecs did not have lasers or giant golden airplanes, but they were an amazing civilization. They flourished from approximately 1200 to 400 BCE, preceding the Mayans by a good amount. Uh, we don't know very much about them, given that they didn't leave much of a written record. And by the way, that's a whole other different fascinating thing, the debate about Olmec writing. That could be an episode on its own. They probably invented the long count calendars, and the concept of zero, which is sort of neat, and we definitely know that the Olmecs thought up the Mesoamerican ballgame. The sport played with round rubber spheres that you'd try to get through a hoop. It was sort of like an ancient form of basketball. They also probably invented ritualistic bloodletting, and several of their statuary are described as, I'm not making this up, this is what archaeologists actually call them, weir jaguars. And there's no way that anything called a weir jaguar can be anything other than totally awesome. Weir jaguars. Most of what we know about the Olmecs comes from archaeology and their amazing and beautiful statuary. They're best known for their giant stone heads, but I would encourage you to go on Google Images and look for Olmec Wrestler. Uh, it's a good example of an Olmec statue that shows movement, the contours of the human body, and it's nothing like the giant stone heads. It's amazing, it's beautiful, and it's demonstrative about how these guys actually had a lot of different aesthetic things going on, they weren't just pumping out the same stone head over and over again. But it's a lot of the statuary, things like the stone heads, things like other miscellaneous carvings, that have led to some pretty goofy theories about who the Olmec were and where they came from. Now, I want to make it clear that all three of these theories I'm going to talk about, they're totally wrong and not supported by evidence. But I think it's fascinating that people believed them and posited them in the first place. The most prominent alternative origin theory about the Olmecs is that they were West Africans or Nubians who came over to Mesoamerica and founded an ancient civilization. This idea was kicked around for a while in the early 20th century, but it got serious traction from Ivan Van Sertima, a professor of African studies at Rutgers University, who made this whole idea the centerpiece of his 1976 book, They Came Before Columbus. The book was a bestseller. The centerpiece of Ventsertima's claim is the most iconic thing we associate with the Olmecs, the giant stone heads. He claims that the facial features of the heads, like broad noses and full lips, look, superficially, like people who might be from Africa. Ventsertima had other claims involving some similarities with Olmec and African script, but mostly it was just about the stone heads. I think it's important to emphasize that the book was not taken at all seriously by academics when it came out, even though it did make a splash with the general public. They Came Before Columbus resonated with people who wanted more, better black history for popular readers, and it had an appeal to people who liked a good mystery about ancient civilizations. 
and really, who doesn't like a good mystery about ancient civilizations? I do. Van Sertimus seems to me to be a kind of tragic figure. I can understand why his ideas about the Olmec civilization being of African origins would have a certain appeal. History books and historiography have historically not been kind to Africa. I'm speaking in very, very general terms here, but when Africa has been talked about, it's either been as an area that's full of danger, or as a continent full of passive victims. Rarely, in a larger cultural conversation, is it a place that exercises agency. By positing that Africans founded an ancient civilization in New World, Van Sertima is trying to give Africa that agency. Suddenly, Africans are not slaves, or adversaries, or the colonized, or the passive and ignored. Suddenly, there are intrepid explorers and the founders of empires. I am all for awesome, evidence-based African history, and I would like to see more of it out there. In fact, I might do a few episodes on it. I'll probably do a few episodes on it. Van Sertima, though, did not give us that. Mainstream archaeology does not support his claims, and, besides, the giant stone heads look a lot like people who are native to Mesoamerica today. He's not the only one who's misrepresented the Olmecs, though. Around the same time that Van Sertima was arguing that the Olmecs were from Africa, Betty Meggers, an archaeologist with the Smithsonian, floated the idea that the Olmecs were from China, or at least influenced by it. Specifically, the Shang Dynasty. Some of the pictographic Olmec script looks a little bit like Shang script, so there you go. Ancient Chinese dudes obviously lived in Mexico. Another prominent form of quote-unquote evidence of the Olmecs being lost Chinese people are a few jade masks that kind of sort of look like they could have been from East Asia. That the Olmecs made jade masks, though, does not prove that they were Chinese. Jade, after all, is a pretty rock. And humans really like to make things out of pretty rocks. That's it. That's about all it proves. There's no other corroborating evidence that the Shang Dynasty sent anyone to ancient Mesoamerica. As awesome as that would be. This last one is just goofy. And I doubt that anyone at all has taken it seriously. Um, the African origins thing and the Chinese origins thing. There are people out there who've studied that. Who've advocated for that. Who have really, really made that their thing. But this last one, it's really just been posited by one guy, Thor Heyerdahl. He's a Norwegian explorer and author of the book Kan Tiki. Heyerdahl contended that, possibly, the Olmecs were lost Vikings. This contention is based pretty much entirely on one Olmec carving, nicknamed Uncle Sam, that shows a guy who looks like he has a beard. That's it. That's really it. Beard equals Vikings. Thank you, Thor Heyerdahl, for your wonderful contributions to the field of archaeology. There's a lot of other nonsense out there, involving the Olmec's origins. There's stuff involving Atlantis and Mu. The Mormon Church, they have their own version of who the Olmecs were. And I'd bet that if you look enough, you'll inevitably find someone who thinks the giant stone heads were the work of aliens. By the way, in that cartoon, Mysterious Cities of Gold, the Olmecs were totally aliens. Or mutants. One of those. It's been a while since I've seen it. But that's all fringe stuff. I only really wanted to deal with things that slipped into the mainstream, like the African and Chinese origins, and the Viking origin thing, well, that's just kind of funny. What all three of these theories have in common, though, is that they are attempting to burnish the history of one people at the expense of another, claiming that the Olmecs were Africans, or Chinese, or Vikings, 
expands the sort of historical portfolio that those groups have and gives them more quote-unquote legitimacy right up with the world's major superpowers. They are, after all, crossing oceans, making it to the New World, and that is something that we celebrate every October with Columbus Day. However, one does not need to invent stories or make tenuous connections on behalf of these groups. All of the peoples that have claimed to be Olmec antecedents have compelling, interesting hi histories on their own. If you are interested in West Africa, check out the history of the Molinese Empire. It's amazing. If you're into Chinese expeditions, read up on Zhang He's treasure fleet. It was a wonder of the world. If you're into Vikings, they were Vikings! I think we all know, kind of in general, what they were about. But burnishing the reputation of these groups at the expense of real Mesoamerican history is, at the very least, bad history. And at the very worst, it's kind of gross and racist. Anyone who attempts to say that the history of one region is kind of actually really the history of another is committing a sort of theft. They're stealing narrative, culture, and backstory from one people and giving it to another. The history of ancient Mexico is fascinating, and it belongs to Mexico. And that is precisely who the Olmecs were. They were the people who lived in ancient Mexico before anyone else, be they Africans, Chinese, Vikings, or Europeans, showed up. The Olmecs, like every civilization, they are a fascinating book to be read, not a blank page to be written upon. If you want to get in contact with me, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash interestingtimes with Joe's Trekkert. Our website is interestingtimespodcast.com. You can go ahead and leave a question for me there. And for every episode, I have several links for related articles if you want more information. Um, search for us on iTunes. Just go ahead and search for Interesting Times. We should come up. Please subscribe, leave a rating, leave a comment. And you can follow me on Twitter at Joe Streckert. That's at J-O-E-S-T-R-E-C-K-E-R-T.